please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DV Radio and its guests are strictly those of said individuals and do not reflect those of the DV Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. The following includes conversation relating to cryptocurrency. The information provided and discussed is strictly for educational and informational purposes only. Any use of any information is done so at your own risk. DV Radio LLC, as well as the hosts and guests of the show, take no responsibility if you wish to use any of the information in your daily life. Again, the topics discussed are strictly for informational and educational purposes only. I am Chris, the CEO. My name is Paul. I'm the COO. I am Chris, a.k.a. Little Chris, the Chief Technical Officer. My name is Zach. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer, better known as the Win Marketing Officer, because it never gets done, right? Of Affinity Innovations. Hour-long show, we will talk about Affinity, crypto in general, DeFi, blockchain technology, technology, uh, and just talk about anything, whatever the hell we feel like talking about. Get to know us at a little more personal level. Gobbling nonsense. Is there cursing rules <laughs> or anything? No, you say whatever the fuck you want. I think they'd be more worried. If you didn't curse, <laughs> love these guys. Show me the money. Good morning. You are listening to Smooth Jazz Radio right here. Now I'm just playing. This is Affinity Protocol on WDVRDVRadio.net. And we are back here once again to talk about whatever the hell we want. It's the couple days after Thanksgiving, so we hope you all enjoyed your holiday for those of you. Uh, in the U.S. or anywhere else in the world that uh, celebrates Thanksgiving. Otherwise, hope you all had a great weekend. Uh, as always, we have Paul, Chris, and Zach with us today. How was everybody's Thanksgiving? How's everybody's Sunday going? My What's turkey up? was delicious. Was it? It was. My steak was delicious. Ooh, hey. like steak route. Yes, sir. Oh, I'm kind of, I Definitely. normally, I'll be honest, normally I'd be a little jealous. However, well, I mean, I cooked it, so fuck it, but it was, you know, my in-laws came down. So, well, first off, disclaimer, my in-laws are here. So if I just randomly disappear for a second, it's because I muted because somebody came downstairs and started bothering me. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, my father-in-law's birthday was the day after Thanksgiving and he requested uh, steak and crab legs. So I went to the butcher and got a whole beef tenderloin and filleted up and we got some snow crab legs and we had that for dinner the night after Thanksgiving. Okay. A steak on Thanksgiving does sound dope. Yeah. Yeah, man. Turkey just tastes like it never drank water its whole life. <laughs> You're in the wrong turkey, bro. <laughs> yo, yo. So, I, I have, I typically, like, whenever I do, like, Thanksgiving turkeys, I don't brine it. I just, I take very good care of it while I'm roasting it to make sure it, you know, stays nice and juicy. This year, though, I, I smoked it, and I wanted to make sure that it, it didn't, you know, dry up. So, I, I brined it, and I will, I'll tell you what, that motherfucker turned out pretty damn good. Chris out there going to, going to the grocery store, picking up some turkey jerky. <laughs> you said that man i immediately thought of uh christmas vacation Cut the oh, turkey gee, yeah <laughs> where they're sitting there chewing on it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit hey um that turkey looked good as fuck too <laughs> yeah i i mean my my thanksgiving was you know pretty uneventful just yeah, I went to the in-laws' house. It's pretty decent. Just uh, you know, hung out with the the one aunt in my wife's family that complains about everything. And uh, you know, it was pretty quick. So I, I was slick about it, right? So my in-laws they live about ten minutes from my house, fifteen minutes if there's a little bit of traffic. So my wife went over there a little early to help out her mom. Took the kids over there. She sends me a text and she's like, "Hey, I'm over at my mom's." Doing this, whatever. Can you pick a blank on the way. Nope. Oh no. She gives me the open. She says, um, come over when you want. But we eating at one. I said, I cool. See you tomorrow. I said, I said, cool. Give me a call or text me ten minutes before one. Because <laughs> I know <laughs> it takes me ten minutes to get there. 
That's what yeah, I you did. Can just set an alarm on your phone for twelve fifty. Like, oh, time to go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But uh, the other thing too is like, what if it's not always done at one, right? So hit me up. True. She hit me up and she's like, "Food coming out." I was like, "I'll be right there." <laughs> <laughs> All I had to do was show up and eat. It was great. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> No, nah, but it was it was a good time, you know. Uh, my oldest daughter came down, so we hung out and you know, got to see her again, and uh, you know, just normal well, family time, nothing crazy. Well, despite my turkey, t- oh, actually, before I do this, I mean, Zach, I don't know if you want to comment on Thanksgiving. Uh no, I just uh, we had we had pretty low key, yeah. Uh, I did a turkey and shit like that myself here at the house. And uh, we had the other halves, uh, dad come over and that was it. Honestly, it was a very, very quiet day. Quiet, but not. It was good. Can't complain. I'm glad y'all's was easy because as delicious as my turkey turned out, my Thanksgiving was filled with turmoil. So... And this is and double Chris, this is what I was talking about. I'm going to get into story time here. Uh, and I specifically didn't tell you guys about it so that you, I could hear the uh, the old man, Chris, goddamn reaction whenever I go over this. Oh, man, so you I didn't get least... your family in crypto, did you? No, 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 no. So <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit today about social engineering and the opposite of crypto, some fiat banking security. Yeah. So here I am, day before Thanksgiving, getting some cooking stuff done. Because, you know, you get a couple of dishes done the day before, makes it easier day of. Wife is on the phone. She comes into the kitchen, and she's like, hey, I need your card. And I'm like, all right, cool. It's in my wallet. I don't think much of it because there's, for whatever reason, because we bank with Navy Fed, there's been times where she'll get on a website to order something with, with her card that goes, you know, to the same account. And like the billing address, just it doesn't work. It keeps like declining the card. But then I put in my card with the exact same billing address that, you know, again, goes the exact same account. It works out perfectly. So yeah, I don't think much of I figure she's just ordering shit, whatever. And then I hear her telling somebody over the phone, my social. <laughs> again, not uncommon, you know, and I was in the military. So typically, you know, you know, especially for medical insurance, you know, they ask for the sponsor's social security number. So she knows my social. And I'm like, hold up. She needs my card. She's telling my social. The fuck is going on here? And I'm like, what's up? And she was like, oh, we got a call for fraudulent charges on the account. I'm taking care of it. Mind you, I'm super busy with um, (laughs) with cooking. So, like, you know, red flag number one is is that people try to take advantage of uh, when they know people are going to be busy, stuff like that. It didn't occur to me, like, my wife's phone number is not linked to any of our account information. None whatsoever. So why would they call her? Why don't I have a notification? <laughs> and it dawns on me when my, my phone goes off and she goes, oh, that's them. They're sending a one-time code. And before I can even stop her, because I don't have my phone in my pocket, before I can even stop her, she's reading them the code. And I'm like, uh, negative, hang up right now. Because the text message from Navy Fed for any time you'd like a, a one-time code for like, you know, a password reset for your account, stuff like that. The text, the body of the text literally says, we will never call and ask for this, but here's your one-time code. <laughs> so basically... And I'm, I'm not even upset at my wife for it, because like I said, you know, scammers are, are good at what they do. But basically, guy, probably uh, on my wife's work trip to Orlando, because according to Navy Fed after the fact, when I talked to him, um, it seemed as though someone was attempting, was, did log into our online banking account from uh, somewhere in Florida. And my wife had literally just got back from a work trip to Orlando. So assuming that she got skimmed or, or something like that in that area and that... Yep somebody is is attempting to take advantage and they were they were definitely good because they sounded like it was legitimately the bank calling they spoofed their phone numbers because it came from the navy fed uh fraud department and they uh basically you know used advanced social engineering and uh went through and did a password reset on my account and attempted to uh take out a cash advance for my credit card in a significant amount and they were likely going to transfer it 
However, because I told her to hang up the phone and I immediately took my phone and called Navy Fed, got connected to their fraud department and said, lock down my account immediately, restrict all access. Typically, when you call the fraud department, you have like less than a two minute wait. Yeah. So luckily, I did all this in time. She locked it down and then I explained what happened. And uh, she said, okay, you know, got transferred over to somebody in the um, compromised account department, which, I mean, that took a lot longer to get to. So luckily, they can lock down your account from from elsewhere. Uh, but depending on, on the banking system that you use and, and, you know, old man, you might be able to comment to it. Maybe you can, maybe you can't, I don't know, but, uh, there's, I'm assuming that most, uh, financial institutions have the inherent ability to see a lot on their web applications. So I'm talking to the guy from the, uh, uh, compromised accounts, uh, department. And he's like, yeah, so the guy doesn't even actually know any of your account numbers because, when you're logged into the app, it has like, you know, the last like three or whatever. And the rest is star. Oh, yeah, you have yeah. to click the little eyeball to see it. And he's like, they never click the eyeball. <laughs> Not only that with, with my, uh, with, with Navy fed, how their like mobile app and stuff works. Or when you log in online, it, you can basically set up uh, a two factor with a, a phone. And obviously the, the guy that ended up, essentially using my card number and my social that my wife had given him in the one-time password went through to try to clean up access to the account before he tried to take money, which is good for me. Yeah. So he basically wasted time removing my phone as two factor, removing my wife's phone as two factor. Um, and you know, basically going through the whole password change process before he started doing the, the cash advance. And then assumingly afterwards would have transferred money out before I was able to lock down access to the account. Um, but because he wasted time doing that, I got to see that the two factor that he had set up for himself on the account was a, an iPhone 11. So he's on mobile. Gross. He's so he's either, he's either using blue stacks or he's an, he's a really good, like actor social engineering, but he's actually terrible at performing the deed because yeah. he's trying to do all this shit on a mobile device. So very long story short, I was able to get the, the account locked down, ordering brand new cards. So I basically have no money until tomorrow when the new cards come in. So I'm having a, a, a great time. And that, <laughs> that, was, that was great to send my wife out shopping for Black Friday, where I just like gave her like a $100 bill and was like, this is all you get to spend. So it was a really good Black Friday for me. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the, the fallout can be like extremely devastating from something like this. Right. Like, Oh yeah. Not if I had been paying more attention to the food than I was like, what was going on in the world around me, this guy could have cleaned us out, completely cleaned us out. Yeah. Not only that, I'm, I'm fairly confident. Um, after looking up laws in, in Florida for what level of felony credit card fraud is and stuff like that, that he was, this person was attempting to maintain under a specific threshold of money for the cash advance that they were trying to get. Probably because they didn't want the highest tiered felony for it, which is, you know, good for me because that means that even though now he has my social, he's probably not trying to steal my identity. <laughs> right. That's the only good thing out of it. But there's still a lot of cleanup you have to do afterwards. So like, you know, point blank, I'm going to ask you, old man, are, are, are your credit reports frozen at all? Are they frozen? No. You, you know that you can voluntarily freeze them so that no one can do a credit check on you through the, like the big three. Experian does it. Uh, Union does it. And uh, so it does, yes, you can make an account with uh, TransUnion, Experian, and uh, who's the other big one? I, I can't remember off the top of my head, even though I... Thank you. You can make an account with all three of them, you know, go through the typical identity verification process where it does stuff like asks you, you know, has, is one of these a previous address of yours, shit like that. And you can actually freeze your credit report, which means that if someone would, if you or someone else was to go and apply for a loan or a credit card or anything that requires a credit check, it would come back as frozen. No, you can't apply. You can't do anything. And you can either call or go online and unfreeze, or I think it's I think it's actually Equifax that has this option called thawing your credit, which means it's a temporary unfreeze. So you can say, hey, 
saw it for a one day on this day. And that's the day that you walk into the bank to apply for the loan or the credit card or whatever. And it allows that credit check to happen at the end of the day, right back to frozen. You don't even have to log back in and set it to frozen again. So. Okay. Cleanup operations basically made my entire night before Thanksgiving go until almost one in the morning <laughs> because, you know, even though my wife didn't give up her social, she was like, well, I want my fucking credit frozen too, which I don't blame her, you know. Then it was, you know, we do have a uh, another bank account with TD because we wanted to have something more local. So I'm just kidding about being broke. You know, I still have money and stuff like that. But, you know, we have all this cleanup operation stuff going on. We're talking about, you know, what the bank calls for, what they don't call for. You know, like I'm basically teaching my wife social engineering because, you know, bless her soul. She's never had to, to be in that world in, in forever. And she comes from. A background, like I said, with the military spouse thing of like, you can use my social whenever the fuck you need to type thing. And when you're in the military, especially before they came out with that, you know, DOD ID number, that's true. You need your spouse's social for damn near everything. Nowadays, especially now that I'm no longer in the military, not so much. That social is probably limited only to me being the sponsor for like health insurance or something like that. And that's if they even need the social, because typically they don't in like normal healthcare. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. Uh, so when you once they got all your password and stuff, right? Yeah, set a new one. You made sure it was secure and all that. Just an example, like what what password did you use for that? You're funny. <laughs> But he, but he even this guy on the phone, and uh, even like it, it has this guy has to know how some of the banking stuff works, or was you know in in coercion or with somebody else that was also on the phone because Navy Fed has this thing where like if I call Navy Fed for any type of account services and I get connected to uh, a real person, the very first thing that they ask for is that you you set up a code word with them. So they ask you to verify your name and date of birth and what your code word is, right? Yeah. This guy knew that Navy Fed has a code word because he, he, while he was on the phone with my wife, he even asked, can you verify the code word for the account so we can reset it? Because, you know, these fraudulent charges, blah, 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 blah. So and what and that was the, the biggest thing that tipped me off was that she was like, well, hey, they need your code word. And I'm like. Why are they just now, like at, at the end of right before I told her to hang up, like that should be the first thing they do to verify identity is ask for the code word. That's how yeah, it always yeah. is. So why is she 10, 15 minutes into the conversation and finally asking for me to verify my code word? Because she didn't know what it is. <laughs> so. Well, and, and a lot of times the way they do that is they, they, they'll call the bank and act like a customer and see what the series of questions that they get from them is. So that way they can replicate it when they call you. Right. So again, I, I know that we normally talk crypto, crypto, this crypto, that cybersecurity, the cybersecurity, that the, the, the overall lesson here is to, to never forget the social engineering side of any kind of scam or fraud or anything like that is that technology these days gives people the ability to that they can pretend to be whoever they want to be. Yeah. And they typically, they know exactly what they're doing when it comes to how they are going to, you know, select their attack vector and move in. So like, for example, this was calling at six 30, the night before Thanksgiving, when someone's either going to be traveling or visiting with family or busy or whatever, you know, God forbid you have someone who's sitting in an airport waiting to board their flight, excuse me, and they get a, a call from the quote unquote bank about a fraudulent charge and they're about to hop on an airplane and they, you know, by the time they land, they're cleaned out. Oh, yeah. So like these these people know what they're doing so like you know vigilance is is huge here i don't know if anyone else wants to give a, a story of of a, a fraudulent charge being disputed on their account because you know then i can feel like less of a dumbass for what happened to me over the weekend but you know <laughs> well i mean again no no knock to your wife but i don't want to say it's her fault but um you know, a, a clearly education maybe was lacking in this area. And that's what uh, we're always preaching is uh, uh, making sure that everybody that we know around us. And, you know, uh, even though we don't know anybody who might be new into crypto or even 
traditional finance because that's what most of us come from. Um, that protecting your funds is the most important um, part of anything, whether that's, I mean, obviously everything is backed by the FDIC, usually yada, yada, yada. So God forbid, if Paul did get his bank account drained, he probably would get the money back. But it's not about that. Um, you know, it's it's just about before getting, you know, how can you limit getting to that point anyways? Um, and again, no knock to your wife at all. Like clearly it's just like you said, in the, in the busyness of everything that's going on oh, and, and, I'm, like that, like, and, and I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way. I'm not knocking my wife at all. And, no, and the no, main no, reason no. is because I like I, I, I don't want to say control because that, that sounds bad. I, I take care of all the finances for our family. I don't want it to burden my wife. So I, I take care of it. it. It's one less thing that she has to deal with. It makes her life easier, whatever. The mistake that I made in there is that I didn't educate her on how Navy Fed conducts business, because even though it's a joint account, you know, she has her own separate online login. So if she also calls them, she has her own code word that she gets to give them, you know, all that kind of stuff. But because she never deals with it, because I I take on on that burden for the family, I never like sat down and talked to her about like, hey, this is what a fraudulent spending thing looks like, because the last time I had a notification from from Navy Fed about that was when I was standing in line at Home Depot buying like four and a half thousand dollars worth of lumber to build my shed out in the backyard. And I swiped the card and it got declined because it exceeded the uh, what threshold I had set for like a, a one swipe limit that I set like literally 10 years ago that I forgot about. And that notification came through in the form of a text saying that I had to call to approve that purchase. And I ended up calling and saying, like, yeah, I want to do this. And they were like, "Okay, well, you can tomorrow because you can't just call in same day, say, hey, I'm about to swipe it for X amount. Like it, it takes a business day. So I ended up being like, well, what's my daily limit on my credit card? And they were like, oh, you're good. So I was like, all right, great. Swiped on the credit card, logged on the app, paid it off right away. But like, so my my lack of of educating her on how the bank would you know potentially deal with a fraud scenario or or what the bank would contact us for or or how Navy Fed operates with any of their their security aspects is kind of what made the whole thing fall apart. So just like what you were saying, Zach, is education, education on social engineering, education on making sure your funds are safe, and education on on what your bank can can do for you. And I'm not going to sit here and, and advertise for you know a bank that I use, but most banks, especially with your accounts and you have an, an online login, you have the ability to set limits on you know transferring between checking and saving or, or uh, notifications for uh, expenditures over X amount or you know like there's all sorts of notifications and stuff you can set up because technology is great and in an online world you can get a lot done. So. The big one, especially to keep your your fiat currency safe, because that is you know what most people are in nowadays, because cryptocurrency is is what it is. But know your bank and what they can do for you, because especially if you're like you know taking out loans with your bank, you're paying them money in the form of interest, so they can work for you and they can keep your help keep your money safe as long as you know how to. So that's that's story time with Paul for. My my unfortunately stressful Thanksgiving stretch, and luckily everything has calmed down now, and my cards are coming in tomorrow according to FedEx tracking, and you know everything is good, and credit is frozen, and you know blah blah blah. But you know, uh, it was uh, it was a fun time. So you won't be applying for any car loans or anything like that. A little bit. Well, you know, the shitty thing is, I actually went to a dealership and looked at a truck yesterday. Oh man! But, but you know, but you know my title situation with the car, right? Yeah, I think we. So, so very long story oh, short. Oh yeah, because this title did something to do with Pennsylvania, yeah, right? So, yeah. No, no, no. So no. mass RMV sucks. Uh, combined with very okay, very abbreviated version. Bought cars in Washington State when I was stationed there. You know, moved to wherever I moved for next couple of moves. Ended up in Massachusetts. Paid off the vehicles. Glitch happened in the NMVDIS, which is like the National Motor Vehicle Registry or whatever thing. Glitch happened there. Massachusetts couldn't issue me a title. Washington said they couldn't issue me a title because they canceled it and transferred it out of state. Been like that for the last two years. I had the cars paid off for two years. I still don't have a goddamn title in my hand. Luckily, through working with a bunch of different people, I, I literally got an email Wednesday before Thanksgiving, like hours before the scammer called, uh, from Washington Department of Licensing saying that 
everything is good on their end. They're getting me titles so I can get it transferred to a mass title, and then I can actually trade my fucking car in if I want to. But because my father-in-law's here, he wanted to go look at some GMC trucks, and right next to the freaking GMC dealership is a Nissan dealership that has that Frontier that I, I had been eyeballing. They sold the green one, so I was like, okay, I'm not as interested in the brown one they have, but, you know, I'll, I'll go take a look. This truck is sweet. I want this truck. <laughs> so... <laughs> Make it, it gets worse. Don't worry. So I'm, I go out there. I'm looking at the interior and stuff like that. I'm like, damn, this is nice. Like, I really want this truck. So, of course, the salesman comes out and he's like, hey, man, what can I help you with? And I was like, hey, look, I got good news. and I got bad news. Good news is it's the perfect opportunity for me to look at cars because I am not in a position to buy. And I kind of do the shorthand explanation of the title thing. Tell him it's getting worked out, though, whatever. I was like, that's the good news for me. And he's like, all right, what's the bad news? I was like, the bad news is I really want that fucking truck. So. <laughs> We end up going inside and, and, and talking and whatnot because he's like, oh, I'm sure there's some sort of deal we can make. And I'm like, I'm telling you, there's not. There's no way that your fucking dealership is going to accept my car as a trade-in when I don't have a fucking title. Like, ain't going to happen. I just know it. But we go in and sit down, make matters worse. He's like, well, let me see what we have, you know, incoming, you know, in case the brown one sells or whatever while this whole thing is getting sorted out. And he goes, oh, look, next month I'm getting one of those tactical green ones in. Same model, same everything. I'm sitting in the dealership and I just go, oh, fuck me, because I'm like, the green one's going to come in. I ain't going to have a fucking title in hand. It's going to get sold just like the other one. I'm going to miss out again. So we'll see what happens. Well, not only that, but if your credit's frozen, they can't run a credit check, which means they're not going to give you a loan. Right, but I can log in and unfreeze it for my credit check and then. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. And who's, who says I'm, who says I'm getting a loan for it? I'm, I'm done dealing with fucking financial institutions and <laughs> titles and all this other bullshit after this one happened. Maybe I'm just going to pay cash. Oh shit. Well, then I'll Vic. really be broke. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, yeah. that's interesting. Okay. Chris. Go decentralized. Decentralized. Uh, unfortunately, car dealerships don't take crypto yet. Most of them. If any, I, if somebody knows one out there, please let me know. As far as I know, I, does a I've Tesla come... take take Bitcoin something like that? Uh, maybe. You're also assuming I have that much in crypto. They go, they go back. Well, and, yeah, right. <laughs> well, I was talking about decentralized more on the C outside. Yeah, talk to me about I don't know. Hopefully, six months, a year from now, maybe, but. Yeah, right now I don't know anybody that's uh, that has that much available that they even want to let go of because me personally I wouldn't want to let go of it because I know it's going to increase in value. So I'd personally rather hang on to it uh, until we hit that next bull market. Um, but yeah, I mean Tesla keeps going back and forth, so I'm not really sure where they are right now. I know at like one point they were taking it, then they're not, then they were, then they're taking Doge, then they're like I, I'm not really sure. But oh yeah. no, I'm I'm surprised in general that the sh- the sheer amount of accumulation that should have happened in crypto has not like propelled the market back up to about fifty percent of what its all time high was. Like I'll, I'll just be honest when it when it first started going down, right? And I, I think Chris, I had a, a conversation with you about this like you know a few months ago, but I was like you know hey. It, this is where it's going to bottom out. We're like Bitcoin is probably going to bottom out at about like that 13.5. And you're like, oh, well, that's it's, you know, before this, this huge, you know, bull market that was happening was that that was its all time high. And, uh, you know, then it went back down and then it, you know, went way up and shit like that. And I was like, oh, well, that's, you know, it hits there. You're going to have probably a huge accumulation phase. And typically when something like that happens, you know, there's a lot of current fiat currency going into crypto and that really drives the price up. We haven't seen that at all. Like, yeah. I, I would I would have thought that by now someone would have gone through a huge accumulation and be like, you know, fuck me. All time high for Bitcoin was, you know, over 60K and it's on at 16K now. Like, that's a deal. That's a huge deal. Oh, there's a lot of people and shit and institutions even accumulating. But this whole bullshit with these exchanges going under and, you know. FTX bullshit and now Genesis and everything else going on. This, you know, it's a pause. It's it's given pause, but that's to be expected. It happens, you know, when, you know, it, it might be on a larger scale right now, right? Because we're talking about 
crypto, which is a, a new area and unregulated to a sense and all like and, and don't don't get that twisted either. Like crypto is unregulated, but illegal is illegal. So when you hear that there's lack of regulation, if somebody is doing illegal activity, that doesn't fall under regulation. That falls under existing laws. You cannot scam people. Just because crypto is unregulated does not mean you are allowed to scam people. It just means it's it's a little bit more difficult for those agencies to get involved in those scams and shit like that um, because yes, of... Un- unregulated means I can do what I want. It reminds me of the Little Caesars commercial with the, there's no rules, and the guy starts taking his shirt off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put your shirt back on. There's some rules. <laughs> Yeah, so there is a, a massive difference, right? There's laws and, and existing laws and, and crimes, uh, and then there's lack of regulation. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. But uh, with that being said, because of that, when something happens, it's going to have a more drastic effect uh, than when something happens uh, in, the, in the traditional business or, or finance world. But at the same time, like imagine... Imagine like Bank of America, like going under, you know, like I know it almost happened back in 2010 ish area when they got bailed out, but that's why they bailed them out because they understood what that would have, what that effect it would have on our financial system to start having banks collapse. Do I agree with the bailouts? Not necessarily. I know some of it kind of needed to happen to stabilize uh, the financial institutions and and the state of our economy but that's kind of the same thing like think about that in the the fiat world is is these large banks citizens bank of america whatever just found out they're they're involved in fraud and going under uh you know that would have a huge effect on things so when that's happening right now in crypto that's the kind of shit that that you're seeing you're seeing that effect from that oh look at look at stuff like the like um oh, well, what bank was it that was like creating accounts for people that already had accounts uh wells fargo or something like that wouldn't it they did something bank like that of, i'm pretty sure it was bank of america <laughs> they're both i could have sworn, sworn wells fargo did something too but like I, I know i know that that like stuff like that just rocks any kind of financial institution to their core yeah yeah so you know it, it it'll We'll get through it just like we did with the banking crisis and all that with the, you know, uh, predatory lending practices and all the the bad loans and everything else that happened back in, uh, you know, the mid mid 2000s, you know, 2008 to 2012. Uh, it was a bad time, <laughs> it was a really bad time for banks and and anybody that was uh, trying to get loans or was stuck in loans or anything like that. Uh, so, you know, we'll get through it in crypto. Uh, just yeah, well, I'm I'm impatient trying to get this truck. <laughs> That's the thing. We just don't know when we're going to get through it. Uh, but we need to weed all this shit out and shake it out. It's a little disappointing to see, you know, people like Sam still walking the streets. Um, oh, not for long. But hopefully not. I That blows my friggin' mind that that guy is always going to New York. Or did he? I can't remember what the date was supposed to be. Were you supposed to go up to New York with some... To speak at some conference or something. That's unbelievable. But, you know, so real quick, did you actually do, and you mentioned Black Friday. Your wife went shopping. Did anybody else do anything on Black Friday? No, I did some shopping. Online or did you actually go somewhere? I went somewhere. I worked. (laughs) I didn't get that day off. I wasn't that busy, honestly. I no. went to Target like midday. It's all about Cyber Cyber Monday now. Went to a couple other places. Honestly, deals were like kind of meh. So like, yeah. Meh. And another thing too that like all the Target deals and shit. At least Target, like they ran their deals all week. Like the Black says it was the same thing on Black Friday that it was on Monday. So like, there was no real point of going out. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I went out later in the afternoon. I was like, hey, let's go get dinner. We'll, maybe we'll stop by the mall. So I said, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Let's stop by the mall. Uh, <laughs> I thought it would be a little less busy, 
We went there at about four, and it was pretty damn busy. Um, what do they? I think we only picked up a couple things, but uh, nothing really. Like you said, it wasn't nothing great. Uh, no great deals or anything, and uh, but it was it was busy. People were acting, you know, the usual asshole selves. Uh, <laughs> had to run in the parking lot trying to get parking, but uh, you know, we got in, and uh, yeah, I'm sure I horse down there too. Like obviously, I live in a, a more rural rural yeah. area than you, so yeah and it's not correct like don't get me wrong with we don't really live in a city or anything but there's still a lot of people around here and it was in the, the most populated part of of this area um but yeah that that mall was nuts and i don't know why because there was nothing going on people just want to be out by friday i gotta go out i'm all sad i do remember the days where where like before like they would not do online sales um a lot of stores didn't even really have a, a robust online presence oh bro you remember the days of people like literally bringing yeah. tents and yeah. camping outside of best buy like three days before like missing all of thanksgiving oh yeah and camping out at best buy for like three days so i remember working at best buy in 2003 i think and it was 2003 right yeah i separated from the Air Force, and I was working at Best Buy right before it became Geek Squad. They didn't have it; wasn't a thing yet. They didn't buy them out yet, so it was just like the the tech service desk, right? And uh, on Black Friday, what they had us do was just run the you know we'd have our registers open and we'd ring people out and you know help people buy the computer products and shit. That was a nightmare. So, yeah, same thing at that time. There was no online, real online presence. You know, especially deals weren't online. And I remember watching the people line up. I show up for work at like six, seven in the morning uh, and people already lined up. It's probably 60, 70 people out there. Oh my God. It was so awful. And they all <laughs> run to the TV section as soon as the doors open. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny because they usually like raise the prices slightly before Black Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Mark I don't it even up know mark if it's- it down. Well, yeah, that's and that's the thing is that there was there's a meme about that where someone was like, oh, like, you know, the price of something is four ninety nine ninety nine. They're like, oh, I'm not going to buy it till Black Friday. And then on Black Friday, they have a sign that says, you know, regular price is six forty nine ninety nine. And it's still the same four ninety nine ninety nine price. Everyone's like, oh, I have to buy it. It's on sale. <laughs> I think I shared that, Paul. Oh, you probably did. I don't know. I just scroll through Facebook, to look for memes. <laughs> No, but you're right, and and uh, a lot of it is like old stock, right? That they got to get rid of. It's not the new shit. It's not like the latest and greatest. Which you know, for most people, whatever. Like I don't always have to have the latest and greatest, so it's okay. But uh, there's a reason why they're getting rid of some of it because it's it's not the newest stuff. Um, you know. Well, not only that, but like, so so one online shopping is is much more prevalent now. It's easier. Two. COVID happened. So they, you know, the, the retail industries had to get over having, you know, in, in store Black Friday stuff for a couple of years. And then three, if you ask me my honest opinion, I think that Amazon changed a lot of this because of how they conduct and do Amazon Prime Day. The way that they structure those deals so that there's a finite amount at a price and how like, you know, there's a time limit for it being in your cart after you add it or there's like the lightning deals. Like, I'm, I'm not saying they revolutionized it, but they definitely kind of changed how people can manipulate an online store so that something like Cyber Monday is is for the store, maybe not for the consumer, but is better than a Black Friday deal because all they have to do is change the stuff online and, and call it good. They don't have to worry about hiring more people to take care of the store. They don't have to worry yeah. about stuff getting stolen or fights breaking out and, you know, all the other normal just complete bull crap that you used to see on black Friday years ago is now managed by, you know, who has a, who, who developed a bot to buy something faster. Oh yeah. Yeah. Speaking of bots to buy shit faster. Did you hear, uh, and I forget what the hell concert was it? That whole Ticketmaster. Yeah. Did you hear about that? Oh Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it kind of reminded me of a crypto presale. 
Yeah, the only difference is the crypto presale bots get it and then they sell and dump it later. These people were trying to sell for an, just a ridiculous amount of money. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, there's like, like no, no offense. There's there's no artist in the world, living, dead, whatever, that I would pay as much for a ticket to go see them in a show as I would to pay for a freaking car. No way. No. Because no. some of those tickets were going for like twenty five thousand plus. Like, yeah. there's no way. Yeah, that's stupid. That's stupid. Now, I mean, unless, depending on the artist, unless you're going to, like, let me hang out with them for the weekend or something. Yeah, I'm not paying that much. Right. <laughs> I, I wouldn't need pay that to hang out on the weekend with an artist for 20, over 20 grand. No, nah, I'm all set, man. I don't know, man. It depends on who it is. It'll be a good time, right? Hang out for the weekend, you know. Going and you know what else you could do with some twenty some odd grand dog? Nah, hey, you. I mean, I would. You could, you could lose it all on a DJ play. Let's be real. I mean, Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I don't have that kind of disposable cash that I would be able to pay for that and and not think about it. But I'm saying, if if you did, like that, that's what I would expect. If I'm pay that kind of money, I would, let's hang out. Like, what, what are we doing? That's what I say. I'm buying my ticket. All right, what are we doing? What, what's up? Concert's over. Where are we going? Uh, I'm not paying that kind of money just to sit there and listen to the music. Not happening. No offense to anybody out there that uh, is a musician. But yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, but yeah, uh, going back to some of that, I know we kind of got away from social engineering a little bit. Yeah, in, in, in crypto, we see it all the time with uh, mostly through phishing, right? So they use phishing to kind of social engineer you a little bit. Uh, you know, and, and a lot of times it's it's really straight up fishing where they're just trying to get you to click on a link. But sometimes uh, you will see it. That's why you see all the, and they're really bad at it, but some people fall for it, unfortunately. But, you know, the Twitter accounts, uh, support and all this stuff, that's uh, really what they're doing. They're trying to get you to believe that they're part of that team or that company or that project's, uh, you know, whole thing. And then they, they ask you if you need help and, Inevitably, they're going to lead down the road of asking for seed phrases and, and shit like that because naturally, um, other than your past username and password to log into your wallet, which isn't going to do them a whole lot of good if they don't have your seed phrase or anything else, uh, there's no real information to ask for unless you're on a central exchange. Uh, central exchanges, obviously, you do have username and passwords, and they can't access it very similar to a banking website. Uh, another reason why you might want a second second guess or so give a second thought to being on a central exchange. But anyway, if you have a DeFi wallet, uh, they can't really go down that route. They have to get that seed phrase or get you to click on a malicious link and connect your wallet and transact with it. That's what they're doing. That's the whole social engineering portion of crypto right now. And this is why the more we can get into DeFi uh, and educate people on how to protect your keys and protect your seed phrase, uh, you really are uh, damn near immune to that kind of stuff as long as you just never give out your seed phrase or click on malicious links. You just reminded me to start pruning our Discord members of anyone that has official or support <laughs> in their name that could be part of the server and be DMing people. Yeah, we have no, I don't want to say we have no support because that's, you know, that's us, but we have no official or support we have no channels, support accounts. accounts. Yes. We have two Twitter accounts that are official business accounts. That is the main one, which is the Affinity BSE, and then we have the corporate one, which is AF, AFNTY Inc. And that's it. Then it's all personal accounts from there. No affinity, of, no affinity supports or anything like that, so don't fall for it. Most people don't, so if you ever see it, immediately think something's weird's going on. I've, I'm actually yet to see any token project out there that has an actual support like social media account. So if you see it here on the side of caution, 
more than likely a scam. Yeah, I would think of anything, the way to go would be to have like an email listing that is on your website. So all you got to do is click on it and it, you know, does this thing where it opens up Outlook and has the email address pre-populated for you with the correct one. Yep. You you know your email and the right people. Simple as that. Oh, that's unfortunate. I just seen, mm-hmm. I don't know, I was scrolling through, speaking of Twitter, my Twitter account, and I seen something that popped up about banks, and it disappeared on me. You know, Twitter does that bullshit, gives you 30 seconds to look at something, and the whole damn feed refreshes on you. I don't know. Yeah, that happens <laughs> to me all the time, because I'm on Twitter all the time. I don't know, I see you're pretty active. I was reactive on like on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yep, I seen it. Oh no, I found it. Something stupid just talking about Canadian banks. Nobody cares about Canadian banks. Oh damn. No, I'm just joking. It's just <laughs> just the Canadian banks count on loan growth as stormy markets dent profits. I feel so bad for them. Less profits. That's one thing that I always found funny is every time we go into like some kind of recession or depression or bad market or whatever, always record fucking profits for like oil industry and, you know, banking industry outside of the 2008 to 2012 banking crisis. But it's always like record profits for all these companies, but the rest of us are going through a recession and getting screwed. But, you know, crypto going to change that. DeFi specifically, because it's going to be the same crap with all the centralized stuff. It's the same shit. We're just recycling. We're recycling the same thing. The more centralized it becomes, you're just recycling the same old, you know, stuff we have, the same problems we have with the financial institutions and the industry right now. Um, If anything, we learned from especially FTX is the kind of insight we got on their operation really highlighted that, really highlighted that they are operating, uh, you know, and I don't want to say on the same level because they were probably, probably a, a, a lot more, at least a little bit more sketchy in what they were doing. But a lot of the stuff they were doing is typical which is unfortunate, but it is typical stuff uh, that is happening all the time with, you know, your, your fiat currency, Um, you know, but it's just handled a little better. So nobody goes under and hopefully you can keep your money. But anyway, Chris, you've been a little quiet. What you got going on, brother? Of course, he's going to be more quiet. When I call him out specifically, he's like, Shoot, man, I'm not saying shit. That just means he's got nothing going on. It's just like saying it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we still waking up. No, I'm here. I'm here. I, was in, uh, I was in my VM, but and then I couldn't talk. But anyways, <laughs> I said VM, virtual machine. Who asked? Huh? No, I was saying I couldn't talk. Because because my mouse was still on there, yeah. I know, but you said VM, virtual machine. No, I, was, well, I said VR. After he said yeah. VM, oh, I said VR. Oh, I didn't hear you. Yeah, bitch. Damn. Damn. Yeah. All right, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I'm gonna put Chris on mute real quick. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> That's it. Maybe ain't gonna continue with nothing. It was just like I was in my VM. I couldn't talk. Right, so I was working on the infrastructure for everything, affinity, you know, making shit faster. That's faster. as fuck, boy. Faster. Moline. Just building a $30 million man over there. And he busy. You leave him alone. Leave him alone. Um, oh, yeah. So this weekend... Right, decipher. It starts 
today, right? Um, Monday. No, it starts Monday, but. Well, in Dubai, that's today, right? No, it's zero five a.m. our time. Tomorrow is when it starts. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I know I seen on social media. I actually talked to Adam before he left. Uh, so he's on. He should be there. Not there already. He should be there shortly. I know it's a long, long flight. Depending on how many connectors you got, it could be over twenty hours uh, to get there. Oh. So I'm not sure if he had any layovers or anything like that. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's no direct flights from here to Dubai. There may be, but I would be shocked. So or you had to go to L.A. first. L.A. is usually the international hub. L.A. Yeah, I probably went to L.A. Why the hell would you go fly to West Coast and then over to Dubai? That's a long way to go. Think we, or maybe Chicago. Actually, no, I think Chicago is an international hub too. You do, you do know. Oh, it's Boston. Yeah. And so is, no, uh, I'm, I'm, he's Boston in New is. York. So JFK. Oh, yeah. You got JFK. You're right. Yeah. So I'm assuming he probably flew to some one of the countries in Europe. And then Italy is usually one of the big ones to fly yeah. for a connector. Yeah, and they connected from there right in. But uh, yeah, I was when I was looking at flights, it seemed like like thirteen hours or so was the shortest. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> you say fuck that? I've been on a thirty thirty hour flight. Yeah, fuck that too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all set. <laughs> from Japan, Seattle, and Seattle to Massachusetts. Yep. Yeah, fuck that. Sounds terrible. Yeah, I don't like anything longer than like a six to eight hour flight is just too much. You know, but like, I'm, one thing about international flights, though, they are way more comfortable and they serve you like full meals, not like a little trail mix bag. Yeah, I mean, I've been on a couple of them, but I, I just I can't. You know, I can't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, obviously I had to because it was when I was still in the air force, but that flight over to like Saudi Arabia and yeah, that was so damn long. That was about 26 hours or so. I think it took us to get there, but we stopped at uh, Shannon in Ireland. And then we stopped at, um, um, what's the base in Sicily. I have no clue. Uh, shit. I ain't Air Force. No, nah, it's not Aviano. That's on mainland Italy. It's uh, either way, we stopped in Sicily and then head head over to uh, Bodie. I've been on a four and a half hour flight before to Utah. No, no, no. That was that was split <laughs> up into two flights. I'm talking like one flight. Where'd you go? I was probably from when I went from like uh, Texas to New York. Oh yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Super long. Need somebody to come out with a fuck that, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I, especially these days. I just can't sit on a plane that long. It's, it sucks. You know, it's the trick. You pop like three sleeping pills right when you get on that plane. <laughs> hey, you don't say that when we're live. <laughs> My sleeping pills are uh, popping a little ambient. That's over the counter, man. <laughs> Give me you some of those else? Z-Quil. Not, not the sleeping pills I get. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what else would help, though, is if you get on the plane and you ask a flight attendant if you can move a seat and they say yes, and then a more different flight attendant comes and yells at you about it. Chris. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, young Chris. Remember on the way to Cryptopia? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't remember that. You don't? No. So we was we was all sitting in the same row, right? And the the flight was had a few empty, like more than a few. It had a decent amount of empty seats. And we were like, "Yo, fuck this! We're all cramped up together." So you were sitting on the outside, and you were like, "Hey, can I?" You asked the flight attendant, kind of like to the seat that was like right in front of you. Yeah, because I don't think I think there's just someone on the window seat there, and they're like, "Oh yeah, sure." So you, you went up and moved, and we you know, we we got comfy, we spread out, that kind of thing. And then like a different flight attendant walked by and was like, "Did you move seats?" And she was like, "You can't do that." And you were like, "What?" 
That man setting you up. They playing that shit. So with that, I'm heading over there. Uh, make sure you follow his socials. We'll share out stuff too that's, uh, you know, relevant to uh, to us sharing out on the officials. I might share some out on my personal um, but as well. Check out his, his YouTube channel because I know he's going to be doing some videos. He's going to try to do some uh, some live interviews. Obviously, if he's doing recordings, he's probably not going to put those up till he gets back so he can do any edits or anything. But I know he's going to put up some videos while he's there uh, and probably uh, posting some, some stuff on his Twitter account as well. He is out there representing uh, us and uh, NifGen is another one of his sponsors. Uh, and obviously, he's going to be representing himself as well and, and uh, you know, doing everything he can with the algorithm community that he is uh, deeply embedded in. I did see that he had some potential interviews lined up with, um, you know, one of them was the CEO of the algorithm foundation. And I forget the other person, but he's reaching out to a few that it, it looks like he might actually get interviews with them. And he did let me know that he was, since he is being sponsored by us and the, and the other company that he is going to obviously uh, mention and talk about, us as much as possible when it's relevant in his interviews. Uh, obviously, you don't want to force it and make it awkward. Uh, and, and as well as while he's around, uh, you know, attending these events and anything else uh, while wearing our merch and, and other things. So, uh, you know, should be a good time, should be a good opportunity for us. Like I said, he's already uh, very well embedded in that community. He already has connections with people. Uh, so it should be good or Affinity and Adam as well. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting any kind of feedback when he gets back on that. Uh, and it's also Dubai, so he's going to get to see Dubai. Yeah, oh, yeah, that I'm a little jealous about. But... <laughs> Never been there. But yeah, this conference, I think they do it every year. I know last year it was in Miami. Um, this year it's obviously in, in Dubai. It's all all Algorand, so anybody attending it, uh, that's what they're going to be speaking about. So that's why it's, it's a perf- it was a perfect opportunity for us to sponsor him and get him over there to talk about everything that we're doing with the bridge and everything else that's going on. So, uh, yeah, be good good marketing, good networking. We'll see what Did it you comes get your with. Christmas lights up yet? What? Yeah, you, yep. No, I'm actually doing it after we're done here. Uh, today's my Christmas light day. Uh, I had to put them up yesterday. Same. Apparently, I need more lights, too. Same. <laughs> uh, I need I'm less. sure as, as soon as we end the podcast and I walk upstairs, my father-in-law's going to be standing by the door, and my wife's going to be like, I told him you would help him as soon as you got done, and there's going to be like more lights or some shit to put up. Guaranteed. Because <laughs> my ring has been going off, so I know they're outside. <laughs> I actually been pruning lights back because we like pulled up a, a few bushes and stuff. So I don't have the, you know, lights to put in the bush anymore. So I got those sitting aside. What uh, color are they? Uh, I think they're white. Are they soft white or are they uh, the LED? So um, I'm thinking they're bright white. I'm going to come get them. Yeah. Bush lights. And yeah. they're the net lights. I might need see. I, I might, I might legit need these, man. Yeah. I was just asking for a way to get away from the house for fucking 20 minutes. Oh, don't let him fool you like that. He's Zach, easy. What, one, Zach, one, you're not, you're not wrong. Two, I'm going to do that and go get a haircut later today, too. So, <laughs> Yeah, they should be in my closet. That's actually, uh, you know, right. I can see it. It's a nice shot for me. I'll, I'll, I'll take a look. But, yeah, I had a bunch of net lights. You, you want to send me a picture, dog? Yeah, man. You seen them bushes I got out front? Yeah. <laughs> I used to have a lot of bushes what out about, front. We pulled them all up. What about what hey. about pictures and what about bushes out front? Like, I was, was going to say, hey, hey, this, this time, Chris, can you not be in the picture so I can actually see the product? Oh, yes, damn. Thank you. Damn. That'd be helpful. Man. Uh, yeah, I'll see. I'll see a picture. Uh, but, what, shit, what was it? Oh. Speaking of speaking of Christmas, I'm just curious. What's y'all's favorite Christmas movie? What's what's the Christmas movie you absolutely have to watch probably multiple times during this season? Both have already watched it. Nightmare Before Christmas. 
Yeah. Hey, um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, it's classic. I guess it is, it is more of a Halloween yeah, movie for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it always came on uh, ABC Family's 52 Days to Christmas. I mean, like, I see the point, don't get me wrong, but. My wife and her family are big into Christmas vacation, so they'll watch that literally every single time it's on TV. God forbid oh, they have like a 24-hour marathon. Yeah. I like the Santa Claus. I think that movie's hilarious, but I, I don't like watching a bunch of movies and, and stuff like that. I'm more of a not-a-movie guy. Yeah, I'm not either. Also Harry Potter. What? What the fuck? Harry Where are you Potter's watching these non-Christmas movies? <laughs> Harry Potter is a Christmas movie. Look it up. Just because it just because it takes place huh? in Christmas does not what? make it a Christmas movie. Hey, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I watched that one, uh, dude. I was just gonna ask you. That's the, that's the timeless <laughs> argument. Is Die Hard actually no, a Christmas? Just movie? Just because it takes place in Christmas does not make it a Christmas movie. That's not it. Uh, Just because wait, the time wait. in which that it took place, like, uh, like something. I mean, obviously, like it's you can say that about all Christmas movies, obviously, because oh, it's all taking place in Christmas. But there's other ones that aren't actually centered around Christmas. Like, okay, okay, but so so here's so here's here's the rebuttal for that, right? So Harry Potter, yes, Christmas happens during it. Not a Christmas movie, right? Because Christmas does not impact the movie at all. But the whole point of Die Hard is that he's going there for a Christmas party. If there was no Christmas party, there would be no Die Hard movie. It wouldn't happen. John McClane would still be a deadbeat detective in New York, getting drunk all the time and not seeing his kids. That's true. And being single. Well, and, and by that argument, too, do you consider Home Alone a Christmas movie? Yes. Right? Because that, yeah. same thing, right? It, it just takes place during Christmas. But it, it doesn't just take place during Christmas. The premise of the movie is that the family is going on a vacation for Christmas. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not disagreeing that it is a Christmas movie. I'm just saying it. if you want to compare it to like Die Hard or anything else that takes place during Christmas, the same premise. It, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's centered around Christmas. So no, does being centered around Christmas and taking place during Christmas, that automatically make it a Christmas movie? I mean, I think that fits the criteria. I agree. I agree. Christmas Vacation. Best best Christmas movie of all time. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I just watched that the other day. But man, I love that movie. Pretty good. Love it. That one, so the, in my house, it's it's that movie and then Elf, uh, like everybody else. Yeah, you gotta have Elf in there, man. Elf is fucking timeless. Yeah. Never actually seen that movie. No, come on. I'm dead serious. Oh. You got you guys know I'm not a movie guy. Uh, like, I don't care if you're a movie guy. You have to see Elf, bro. Uh, yeah, Elf is never good. seen it. That's just a good comedy movie too. Yeah. What? Well, what, what's your thoughts on Will Ferrell? First of all, because I know people either love him or hate him. I love him. I think he's amazing. My wife hates him. I like him. All right. So your wife's gonna hate the movie. You like it? All right. Because it's it's it's. Like classic Will Ferrell, like the whole movie is just it's him. Yes, you know. Have you seen Kicking and Screaming? Yes, the, so- that's uh, the soccer no. movie, right? Yeah, yeah, that movie's great. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good ass movie. Yes, and it's it is soccer. I know for all of our uh, European listeners that you know, especially with the World Cup going on right now, it's soccer. I want to put that out there. I know there's an argument going on about soccer versus football. Mm. Good soccer. Uh, Wait, we're uh, we're actually over on time, and I'm only bringing it up because I I know that if I don't, my wife <laughs> or father-in-law or someone's going to come downstairs and be like, "Hey, are you done?" Yeah, and before we go, I do want to say somebody did text me and let me know that uh, it's Sigonella, Sigonella Air Force Base, in uh, in Sicily. Was that was that Justin? It was. <laughs> He, he's listening because he texted me about the truck. I know he is listening, it's... and then he called me. I'm like, "Why are you calling me? You know I'm live right now. We're not taking callers, bro. Sorry, Justin, uh, but we appreciate you being on the show last week." Uh, <laughs> anyway, that being said, too, if you ever want to be a, a guest on Affinity Protocol, 
uh, please reach out to us. We're more than happy to have uh, just about anybody. I say just about because there are a few people that, no, we're not letting you on. Uh, but, <laughs> but just about anybody that wants to come on and shoot the shit with us and talk about uh, whatever it is. If you've got a specific topic you want to cover, uh, by all means, run it by us. And, uh, you know, as long as it's appropriate, we will uh, discuss it and go from there. Uh, but anyway, anybody got anything that they want to add before we uh, end this week's show? Don't fall off ladders hanging up lights. Whoa, wow. Wise words, Paul. Hey, Wise words. Keeping it real. <laughs> anybody else? That, Chris? Maybe uh-huh. Friday, Friday. Uh, well, I get the, the yeah. newsletter will be going out uh, tomorrow. I'll have it up first thing in the morning. Uh, Keep an eye out for that. Well, that's about it. All right, good. Yeah, like Chris said, Fendi Friday, next Friday, we did rotate things to kind of uh, disalign ourselves with the, the holidays that are coming up. Uh, actually, it was going to fall right before, right the day after Thanksgiving, which is usually not a good time for most people. Uh, you know, if they do do any kind of shopping or anything, we figured it was best to move it. Um, you know, not only that, but, you know, uh, trying to get maximum participation People travel, all that other good stuff. And then it was also going to make us fall on uh, two days before Christmas, I believe. Right? Christmas on a Sunday. So it was going to have a week. two days before. So it wasn't wasn't a great time either to, to have Affinity Friday again because of the same reasons that we just discussed. So with doing this shift, the podcast the last two weeks, it allows, allows us to kind of uh, disalign ourselves with those holidays. So we apologize for anybody that believed that it was going to happen and we, we shifted things a little bit, but it's in the best interest uh, for everybody that we believe. Anyway, uh, my final thoughts would be, obviously, as we enter these holidays, if, uh, you know, if you got any problems or, or anything going on um, that's kind of getting you down, uh, please make sure you reach out to people, get the, get the help, you know, friends, family, anybody, us, the community, uh, please reach out. And don't sit there and, uh, you know, just linger in it. It's not it's not good. It's not good for you or anybody else. A lot of people out there willing to help. So uh, other than that, we hope you all had a great Thanksgiving, a great weekend. Moving on into the winter for, for us up here in the north. Uh, stay safe. Stay warm. And that's don't fall gonna, off ladders. Yeah, don't fall well, off ladders. You, you say that as if it's fucking not 50 degrees, almost 60 to today, today, and it's going to be 50 next week. Is we, it? I haven't been outside we, yet. I'm going to get, get my no coffee, too. We fucking snow anytime soon. No, it's, 50, it's 54 <laughs> right now, man. Seriously, oh. you better do them lights today or you'll be fucked next week. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to go get my coffee, then I'm going to do my lights. <laughs> Hey, might might want to hurry. Rain's coming this afternoon. Yeah. Yes, it is. All, right. <laughs> All right. So on that note, that's going to do it for us uh, this week on Affinity Protocol. Once again, we want to thank Bo and the and the DV Radio staff for everything they do for us uh, here with Affinity Protocol. Uh, y'all have a good weekend. Good Sunday. Take it easy. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Radio.